and welcome to Beyond the Capital from Supertech. I'm Hilary, we're back, it's 2023, and this series we're going to be exploring how to deal with adversity. I'm going to be talking to entrepreneurs, business leaders about how they've overcome major challenges. Some of them are financial, personal, sometimes about investments, securing funding, launching during a small thing like a pandemic. I'm going to find out how they made it through the ups, the downs, building thriving businesses ultimately and doing it from the regions, because this is beyond the capital. It's a podcast series about the professional services tech scene and building those businesses outside of London. I'm Hilary Smith-Allen. In this episode, I spoke to William Taff, who's Chief Operating Officer and co-founder for Lockdown Cybersecurity. Do you want to start by introducing yourself, telling us a bit about your company? Sure, thank you. Um, so I'm William, the Chief Operating Officer of Lockdown Cybersecurity. Been running since about 2019 um, now. We've actually started trading in 2020. And the real area for the business was changing the, the traditional view of going after CISOs, going after IT directors, for cybersecurity to be seen as something that was very much rooted within IT, and actually looking that within an organization, cybersecurity affects everybody. So we have to look at a number of different roles and responsibilities throughout an organization. And so we built the business really to help influence boards and with a specific leaning on accountants and finance directors um, because they look after risk as, as, as an overarching responsibility and because they also spend right the budgets of where the money gets spent. So it just seemed like a natural area that actually this was a whole audience that wasn't really understanding cybersecurity, wasn't appreciating their role within combat that risk. And we thought that would be a really good place to start to give some difference um, as a cybersecurity business. Very topical, very growth. Was it always in the stars that you planned to be here as a co-founder of a cybersecurity business? Where did it all begin? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. No, I always wanted to be a business owner. I've always enjoyed business function rather than just the function of my role. So I've always enjoyed finding out about what other people do, why they do that, what the benefit to the organisation, where it brings return of investment, why they've invested in that specific area um, has always been really interesting to me, as well as just general business function. And I think actually that gave me a really good grounding as a business owner because when you look at most technology businesses, you tend to find that they're technologists that have then moved into business. I've done it the other way around. I've been right. a business person that's then moved into technology. I've always loved technology. I've been, I'm, I'm probably quite a blessed generation, really, where I'm 37 years old and I grew up with a computer. So I'm probably one of the first generations, I mean, maybe the generation before mine as well, but really the proliferation of technology and, and you know, moving from dial-up into broadband. I've, I've witnessed the birth of the internet, really, in terms of a commercial sense. So I've, I've got a strong grounding of technology. It's impacted my life. It's moulded and shaped the direction I've gone. Um, did I think I'd start a cybersecurity business? Well, you know, for a long time, I didn't know what type of business I would start. Yeah, so where, where did it start? Like, where did that passion come from? Yeah, or just, you know, how did you get moved into the business side of things? You come out of school, etc. What? Yeah, well, I've I've always been really interested in computers. So, you know, from, from when I was about 10, I, I got my first computer. It was a Packard Bell 486. They used to cost like £2,000. Yeah, they wow. were super expensive compared to, to, to what you Didn't do very them. much. And they and the slow, slow, right? And they didn't have internet, actually, because they had Encarta to learn stuff with and um, <laughs> Mavis speaking, teachers typing. But it didn't take me long before I kind of started to figure out, actually, you can pull these apart. 
apart and you can build new ones and I can buy different graphic cards and I can input that in and now I can play better quality games. And so the relationship with technology formed quite early for me. And I think actually one of the things that really drew me into cybersecurity was, um, do you remember the film Hackers with Angelina Jolie? A little bit. Yeah, mid-90s. If you, I'll tell you what, if you go back and you have a look, type it into Google and type in the film Hackers, I think it's 1995, and you'll see the poster for the movie. And the poster reads, their only crime was curiosity. And I think that's fascinating because like, we're not even 30 years later and now their crime is extortion so you can see how <laughs> how that has moved in such a short space of time um, and the, and the changing nature of cybercrime and cybersecurity has massively massively changed and and our processes as well you know we've gone from being a very manual society a society where we didn't have mobile phones until that long ago now we have computerized phones that check the internet where we're connected we're constantly connected in and wired in so it's been a, a big change and I suppose going into business, I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. I was very, I realized probably after about six years of selling something I didn't enjoy selling, that essentially what I was doing was feigning enthusiasm. And I realized that not just in order to be a better salesperson, but also to, to bring more satisfaction into your life, you have to do something that you're genuinely passionate about. It has to be something which really resonates with your soul. And I found with cybersecurity um, as a discipline, it was just something that really, you know, I found, I found my calling within it. It's something that I enjoy reading about. It's something that I enjoy conversing with. And it's something that I enjoy trying to help people and businesses and individuals with because ultimately um, it is crime and it is fraud and there are victims and there are always victims and you you kid yourself if you think that there aren't that you're creating from that and so from a moral sense of a uh, perspective as well I wanted to do something where I'd give back to those businesses to those communities to individuals that may have suffered or prevent them from suffering some incident. So it's 2019, 2020 you get going, you meet Karen, I mean I have to ask about the name anyway with the coincidence of the timing of lockdown cyber and, and the lockdown happening at the you know Yeah, that, that was serendipitous really, um the the name. So <laughs> right from the bat I was really keen on a military theme. That was like, I, I, I thought, I want a military theme. And really the um, the inspiration for that was the, the brand Grenade. Do you know the, the protein, yeah, yeah, the yeah, protein, the protein drink stuff. brand? Yeah. So so I liked what they did with like the grenades, the actual physical, like it really lent itself to me. And I thought, that's what I want. I want a strong brand and a strong statement. And um, and so originally we came up with this idea of a kind of militaristic theme. So the name lockdown came from that. And, and we didn't know it originally, right? We just knew that we wanted something military theme. And um, and Karen, uh, my co-founder and business partner, she was thinking about the name and she was watching Hunger Games one day. And she said to me, there was a scene in Hunger Games where they were under attack and they went into an air raid shelter. And the person said, we need to go into lockdown. And she said, that's it. That's the name of our company lockdown um so we looked on company's house and there was a lock company called lockdown but they used to rent people dogs they were like a canine <laughs> a canine business so a little um, different yeah so so that was the only one but actually they'd cease trading so we were waiting for their name to come up um and then we registered it uh, i think kind of the start of february which was more or less the same time, the time we were getting noises from china that there was a potential lockdown inbound nobody knew what lockdown was at that point really or what yeah. that, or what that. And and so um 
You know, it's a really weird one because the industry, when I asked people about the name lockdown, I said, what do you think of, of this as a name? Like, oh, I'm not really sure. Not really sure about that, Will. Like, you know, go for a cyber assured or something like And I thought it's very, very samey, right? So the two things that I saw that were always very, very samey was the color palette, right? It was always blue and silver. And I love blue. It's my favorite color. But I didn't want to be just one of everybody doing the same thing. Um, so that was the first thing. And the second thing was that, you know, names are not in cybersecurity. You get a lot of abbreviation names, a lot of names that you don't quite fully understand if, if, if it's a real word. But it sounds kind of technological, I suppose. I wanted something that was easy, that people could remember that if you told somebody lockdown cybersecurity, that they would know, OK, lockdown cybersecurity is memorable enough for me to remember that. What about overcoming your own failings then? Where do you dig deep? Where do you get that confidence from? Your personal resilience? Yeah, I think resilience is so important. I think it's the makeup of somebody's character. You know, it's not it's not about losing. Everybody loses at some point, right? And we have rejection. We all face rejection. And rejection is difficult. Like it's never easy. We can we can paint a pretty picture over it. We can wear a mask and people can go, Wow, that guy, I wish I could deal with rejection. But deep down, right, we we're, we're crying into the pillow at night sometimes. <laughs> not always, but sometimes, right? But I suppose with experience, you get to understand that you have good moments and you have bad moments and um, and enjoy what there is to enjoy and suffer what there is to suffer, right? And this is the journey that we go on in life and in business. And I feel that that's really built resilience into me to keep going. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a tenacious attitude, right? I want to win. I have to win at all costs, right? That's that's what the goal is. I have to win. There is no, it's just how long it takes me to win, right? But there is never a question of will I win it's it's already been decided in my mind and you know like I listen to a lot of different things I like sport podcasts I like the mentality of psychology within sport and um and I like boxing boxing's a boxing's a really tough sport right like it's you're on your own you're doing something on your own there's nowhere to hide and if you run out of gas whilst somebody's trying to punch you in the face it's a terrible moment for you right so you learn a lot about yourself as an individual through moments like that and there's a guy that, that that's a commentator on, on boxing and he says champions are, are, are not made they're born right because it's the mindset it's the mindset of a champion that it's not made it's not achieved through winning things it's born through that resilience through that mindset that says no matter what obstacle comes in my way I'm going to find a way to get over that and 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 that's what I try and do and we take that approach with business you know and we've had some really good moments that we've been blessed to have and and this year has been fantastic for us the long way that continue um, but we've also had to suffer and we've also had to deal with um, our own internal internal voices in our head that, that we all get you know people talk about um, imposter syndrome and my honest answer to that is I'd never really feel like I've got imposter syndrome principally because I feel like everybody is an imposter anyway right <laughs> we're all making it up on the spot like some of us are just more elegant at being able to articulate it and and mask it over that's all it is right we all have moments of doubt in our career 
Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right direction? Have I made a horrible mistake? Do I really know what I'm talking about? Am I as learned as I sound? You know, and and uh, and we get these pings of self doubt. You know, everybody everybody gets them, and I think that's the key: is that everybody does get those. And so, actually, we all have to get over that obstacle ourselves. And um, and it's a lot of hard work. That 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 ultimately that's what it comes down to. Where does my confidence come to? Well, I put in a shift, and um, and and that always leaves me with this this perception that well you know you've done enough to, to 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 justify what you're doing now you know you've been there you've done the hard yards um and if i do fail at something well then i fail giving it everything and if you fail giving something everything at least you, you can, can look back at night. And, yeah exactly so three years in ish yeah looking ahead obviously a ripe area for growth what next what's on the horizon yeah, um, do you know what? We have so many cool projects going. They're, they're really wide in scale, so we do tend to work with enterprise-level businesses, but we will work with any businesses because I think every business has a requirement for cybersecurity, whether it's a one-man band or whether it's a, a giant enterprise organisation. Um, we're actually working on a couple of areas. One is on a secure video conferencing solution that we provide. That's a really interesting um, interesting area and a passionate one for me because when we look at traditional... Do you use, do you use video conferencing yourself? Yes, post-lockdown, everybody has to. Yeah. (laughs) We even record some podcasts on it. One platform or a number of platforms? A number. Yeah, right. So there's a few of them out there, but we tend to make the same thing of using one size fits all approach when it comes to video conferencing. And we don't do it anywhere else in life. So, you know, I'm not going to wear shoe my trainers to a construction site because I recognize there's a risk something might land on my foot and break it. Right. But with video conferencing, we actually have sensitive and confidential conversations quite often of high sensitivity across the same platforms we might do to call your mum at night or call your grandma. Right. So we using the same tool. So we're really passionate about pushing out that technology. And we've got it in pilot with a few really large organisations in the UK, as well as abroad in other territories. So always wanted a global business. That's really exciting to have that product. The other area that we're really keen on is something called risk quantification. And risk quantification is something that we're working with with IBM on. It's something that's close to their hearts as well as ours. We Our leaning is cybersecurity for finance professionals. And risk quantification is being able to look at your risk, specifically your cybersecurity risk, and instead of assigning um, traffic light colours or high-low range frequencies, we actually assign a monetary value to that. And so that is the language of accountants essentially, which is our target market. To translate it and, and to make it real. Yeah, and I think that that actually expands the conversation because one massive problem in the sector is this thought of it's an organisational issue, but it's siloed into IT. How does this become a bigger board conversation? And I think risk quantification is a mechanism that we can use to help achieve that. Fabulous. Thank you for joining me. I've learned a lot and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. That was William Taff of Lockdown Cybersecurity. Thanks for listening. This has been Beyond the Capital from Supertech. I'm Hilary Smith-Allen. Please follow us on Apple, Spotify, whichever is your favourite podcast app. And if you've enjoyed listening, tell your friends and family and give us a rating to help others find the podcast. <laughs>